0: Welcome back to a new episode of Light Talk. This is Casey. This is Chris. Uh, this episode we want to do something a little different. Uh, we want to talk about video games. Uh, something that we don't always get to talk about, even though Chris and I are big fans and we play video games every day. Either on our Playstations or on our phones, at least. <laughs> so, we, we got to talk about video games a little bit more. So, um... Yeah, this episode we'll be talking about video games and specifically Batman comics that we want to get see turned into video games. Um, today, the Telltale Batman game uh, entitled Realm of Shadows was released. Um, somewhere, I've heard the PC version is actually broken, which is huh. a shame. Um, I know Arkham. Knight had a huge problem with it when they eventually just scrapped it completely um, from being Want released on PC. NPC. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they just gave up on it. That's rough. Um, <laughs> it is rough. So <laughs> it kept getting delayed. It just they eventually just stopped it. But anywho, um, hey,
1: all I know is that episode one downloaded just fine on my ps4 and I'll be enjoying that after this podcast so.
0: exactly exactly <laughs> and I and I do believe that uh, telltale they they don't notoriously have problems I, I think it'll be fine um it's just a, a patch that they gotta release so anywho um, yeah, those I'm games sh- are
1: they're not really graph like hugely graphically driven like an Arkham Knight would be right it's more
0: no. No, no, not at all. It doesn't take even nearly the same amount of processing speed. But i um, been reading really good reviews of it today. Um, cool. Saw some stuff on Polygon, some, some stuff on Kotaku. I'm excited to see what Telltale does. I, the only one I haven't played is the uh, Game of Thrones. But all the other ones, I've played at least some of it, if not beaten some of them and I really, really enjoy them. Um, Tales I, played, of I
1: played Game of Thrones. Very yeah, good. yeah. yeah Very you did. Good.
0: Good. So I'm excited to see what they're going to be able to do with uh, my favorite comic book character of all time with Spider-Man. So, Sorry, that, would be, mean,
1: that would be cool if they did a Spider-Man
0: game. Most definitely. Uh, I think I'd rather see the Spider-Man... Well, actually, now that you say that, even though this is completely getting off the topic, As we usually do. If we saw him in high school using the decision-making process that he has to do, and or maybe even like, yeah, in high school, late high school, gets a job at the Daily Bugle. Um, you have to deal with that kind of stuff. You got to deal with Aunt May, obviously. You got to juggle at that time. Oh, boy. At that time can't remember who he would have been dating um she's actually gonna be the girl in this new spider-man movie his very first girlfriend oh god that's gonna bother me i gotta look it up anywho uh, now that you did say that i honestly think um that we could see that and it could be awesome
1: let's let's make our judgments after we play the first true superhero game uh which i think will be a a good time so
0: yeah 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 i i agree with that um all right so what we're going to do is first uh, get into the news though and um first things first uh we have a new uh transformer series uh, that came out today as well um it's called combiner wars uh last year Hasbro did a huge um, onslaught of toys, uh, the Combiner Wars. Um, same thing with IDW Comics. It was like a cross-platform thing between them. It um, was received super well. They were very much more like their Generation 1 uh, counterparts. And now I always script the name Machinima. Maki-ma. Maki-ma. is it Maybe. I'll take it. Um, they're releasing this uh, show. So first episode came out. And um, haven't hey, had a chance to see it today. It's been a little bit busy with all the other video game stuff and Harry Potter stuff that came out, um, but uh, I will get to it eventually.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it. I always do like the uh, the older Transformers cartoons more, more than the recent ones. I found that they were a little bit more in the for kids realm than they did, you know, more like we... Experience when we we're more when we were kids, I guess to say, um, you know, you watch the movie. The movie is like, the old movie is definitely more. It's a little bit more mature than say I forgot what what was that show? Um, oh, the last one that came out that was more based around the movies.
0: Um, the, there's the recent movies. Yeah, there's been a couple. I actually watched one recently. Um, it's on Prime. Netflix. It's it's maybe it's Prime. I don't know. Anywho, it, it's actually not horrible, but it is I mean, it is kid. It's totally kid. But um, it's it's fine. You know what I mean? Like this one seems to be a little bit more adult uh, or at least hearkening back to people our age it looks like.
1: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's important to bring back the nostalgia.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. The next thing that we can talk a little bit about, uh, Suicide Squad uh, is getting released, um, technically, this upcoming Thursday, even though they say Friday. Um, the embargo was lifted today, and the reviews are bad. Yeah. Sin at a 36% rating on Rotten Tomatoes right now.
1: I mean, what do you expect? Critics Critics don't even like these kind of movies. So, I mean, it's tough to... I guess DC is in a kind of a tough spot with their movies on the critic side. I've heard good things from nerds. I mean, I watched the Midtown Comics video last night. They came out of the World Premiere, they loved it. They said they had a great time watching it. It was fun. Um, so I think when we look at these movies, we have to stop looking at them like a Magnus Opus or you know, it's it's they're not supposed to be like Academy Award winning movies. Yeah, maybe they don't have a great plot, but, I mean, it's a comic book movie. Did you have fun watching it? Was the action great? Were the characters at least somewhat, you know, genuine to the comic book counterparts? Um, so I really – you know, I don't really trust reviews anymore online, uh, especially on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, we've had a discussion about It Follows. It Follows as 97%. You know, people, like, love that movie. I hate that movie. So I just – I – in this time and age, you really have to go to the movie and make that judgment for yourself. Always.
0: I'm, I do agree with that point. I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. Um, and the reason being is like, and I, I hate to do it, but everyone's going to do it. Marvel. You know what I mean? Like people look at that Dr. Strange trailer. Um, people look at that cast of Dr. Strange or even the cast of, um, Black Panther, that's going to be coming out as well. And you think in your head, these movies have the potential to be Oscar movies. And we talked about that in the last podcast. So I, yeah, I go into movies and I want to be entertained because I don't want to go to a movie and be bored out of my mind. I don't ever go to a movie wanting that to happen. The Suicide Squad with the characters that they have, I want to be entertained. I'm not looking for high art with that set of characters, but at the same time, I think that these movies do have to hold themselves to a little bit of a more elevated um, stature than just being a popcorn film, if that's what you're going for.
1: Unfortunately, the problem with this, with this is that DC is so behind the game in the first place. I mean, Marvel has had near a decade to really refine their movies. I mean, like the Hulk movie, it's not a great movie. of the Dark World? I like it, but it's not a great
0: movie. Wait, the Hulk There's, movie with that Runorian? Yeah,
1: it's not a great oh, movie. People I love that movie. It's a it's not a great movie though that people are like, oh my god, it's it's civil war. It's um it's a, you know even even Age of Ultron people didn't like. So I mean it's like you loved it. I you know, I like it. So there you have the definition difference, difference in opinion on a geek level in the first place. Now we're talking about critics. We're going into a, a movie all about anti heroes, you know Granted, this, you know, one thing they're saying is that the reshoots to add more humor kind of throw the whole tone off. So it's like David Eyer, who's a very serious director, went into this movie, you know, with the original idea that they were going to make this more darker, serious, uh, I guess, world. And now they're starting to change it to adapt it to what the fans want. So this movie is kind of, I think, is caught in a flux. Um
0: and based think off it, of the critic reviews. Because based you, of neither critics, one yes. of us have seen it. exactly, And neither one of us can say what actually happened in reshoots because it is Hollywood. Reshoots for big-budget movies are planned. It's in their budget. Right. But you
1: have to agree that they definitely went in to try to change the tone a little bit after the Batman vs. Superman debacle.
0: I don't agree with that. Mm. Why not? Because I, I think that what happens with reshoots is that you do this, you go, we're going to be shooting for, let's just say 60 days. And because we're a huge movie at 60 days, we'll take a look at it. We'll edit it. We'll see what it's like. And then because we have a shit ton of money li- left over, specifically set aside for reshoots, we'll call people back and go, okay, this part didn't work. Let's do this. This part didn't work. Let's do this. Or maybe we cut this part out of the script too early, Whatever do I think that at 60 days they read all the fan reactions of Batman versus Superman and then went in and injected humor honestly with this movie especially given the cast of characters that are in it I bet you this movie was already meant to be funny
1: I from what from what I've read from sites like Comic Book resources and, and other geek sites who have seen the movie and people who actually like think like us that's that's kind of like I guess the agreed upon point that it feels off that the movie and we're going to, have to see this for ourselves, but there's times in the movie where the pacing and then the pacing is different. The tone is different and all of a sudden it changes like hanging kind of on a dime. So, you know, we can, we can debate of whether the reshoots were part of the problem or not. And I guess we really got to see the movie and really read about it afterwards, but there's a lot of things I've read. I've read a little bit more deeper into some spoilers into this movie that, um, Kind of, kind of give me a uh, kind of a broad view on kind of what's going to happen. You know, wrong with the way this movie is. Going, <laughs> I guess, but you know, I would rather I would rather read about something like that than go into the movie expecting something, and then not get it, and and then be kind of pissed about it because that's that's how Batman vs Superman was for me. It's like uh, too much expectation. This is like they say this is a this is a good small step for DC, but it's not a big stride.
0: Right. And I think with being only four months apart from BBS, they didn't have enough time to course correct. I mean, I'm sorry, even if you did reshoots, like you don't got that much time to fix the whole thing. So last thing I'll say about um, suicide squad is that there's currently a petition online change.org to shut down rotten tomatoes (laughs) due to DC getting bad reviews. The person who wrote it wrote it in broken English, and yet it already has, like, I don't know, 2,000 or 2,500 um, <laughs> uh, signs. It's not going to shut down Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes literally mm-hmm. just takes a bunch of different reviews and puts you know a rating to them, whether it's flawed or not. Those reviews don't cease to exist because Rotten Tomatoes does. So, right. That's just, that's, that's just stupid.
1: That's it.
0: Yeah, that's it's, that's it's, ridiculously it's so, stupid.
1: These fucking fanboys just fucking turn your computer off in your basement. Shut the fuck up. That's that's ridiculous. Like a lot of people think they can just come out and write a petition whenever they want to like about something and that and that the whole world's going to like change because of it. It's like I'm sorry you don't agree with it but this is a proven a proven thing that it's all it's numbers, it's math. It's not like it's not pure opinion based. Of course it, it it's based on opinions but it's based on numbers of opinions. So how can you even like argue against something like that? Well, they don't like, like my DC movie. Okay. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> Go watch it. Judge for yourself.
0: <laughs> well, it's because Marvels uh, and Disney are obviously fitting the Better? bill. They're, yeah. No, because they're paying <laughs> yeah. critics to hate these movies. <laughs>
1: I know. I got I got paid a lot of movie to uh pay, paid a lot of money to love these love the Marvel movies, you know, yeah, because yeah, they're yeah. you know they're terrible.
0: Um <laughs> kind of going around the uh the reshoot situation, um the other big movie that got flagged this year for reshoots was Rogue One. Um and today we got our first uh TV spot. You and I were a little bit devices of <laughs> our reactions to this TV spot, so I'll let you go first.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if it really condones a hammer. Hammers of Justice article. Yes. Uh, Hammers of Justice is normally uh, safe for <laughs> very special things. I guess I can I'm see... Aware. Your...
0: Don't forget at Yeah, You can read my article, and I'll, I'll bring up the point now, but go read the article.
1: It's. I, I, I understand your point. I do. But at the same time, I, I don't... I don't want too many spoilers, and I. There's something about waiting to see Darth Vader for the first time again on the big screen versus my fucking TV or my computer. It's like, yeah, I would love to see that in the trailer. I know it's in that one trailer, and I'm actually really glad that 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 footage never came out. That people at Celebration, you know, got that special moment. Um, but for me, I saw the I saw the TV spot last night. I was like, holy shit, there's a TV spot out already. It's August. Um, they're not, you know. <laughs> They're not waiting. <laughs> They've got only, you know, it's four months until that movie comes out, so it's it's time for the onslaught. And you know, we'll get we'll get another trailer, like you said. Um, I'll let you talk about that in a second. But I, you know, it was it's it's a basic TV spot, and TV spots just rehash shit. And that's I really, don't really expect much more from it.
0: I I think my my bigger point is. Whether you showed new footage or not, which you should have. Instead, they literally just used footage from the other teaser that we've seen. Didn't even incorporate the sizzle reel footage, which they've given us. My whole big problem is that we thought that there was going to be a trailer. Then we didn't get one. We thought that there might be another... Sorry, at Celebration, we thought that there might be a trailer at Comic-Con. We didn't get one. You're four months away, and you've technically... Not released a trailer like compared to you know The Force they, Awakens when we got that trailer. trailer. That's a that was still called a teaser. That first one, no, it was a long teaser though. I understand that, but like you called it a teaser, not me, not you. Yeah, I get you, yeah. So then give us a trailer. Like, I just think that it's it's like. You and I are in the business of spoilers. You've said that before. Mm -hmm. Like, do I go and watch all these TV spots? I actually don't. Regardless of the fact that I don't have television because I'm a uh, cord cutter. But um, I just, like, I don't want to see all of that stuff. But it just, like, even if it said Rogue One trailer is out, and this isn't Star Wars Episode Eight either. This is Rogue One. I assume that the end of this movie leads into episode four and it starts 15 minutes later, as I've heard. So like, I'm not really feeling a spoiler type of attitude with this movie because it's a direct prequel to something that I've seen more than a thousand times. So for this movie, show me the footage. Do I need to see Vader? No, I'm absolutely okay with seeing Vader on the big screen for the first time ever. Well, other than 30 years ago, but um, you know what I mean? That's it. It just seems like a slap in the face.
1: No, I get you. I get you totally on that point. But that that's what I was kind of saying was like, I don't care about anything else, anything else I see because really we know what's going to happen. Um, but it is, I don't want to see Vader. And that that's what's going to happen in the next trailer. You know, they're going to show him. And that's what's going to really sell mm-hmm. the movie to people.
0: I think so. Because they're going to they out- have to show him in action. They can just show a lightsaber igniting yeah. and the breathing. And that's yeah. it. Then do that. That's fine, but th- at this point, Pete's Dragon comes out in uh, two weeks. I hope that we get that trailer within the next two weeks, like the actual trailer, because that's the next Disney movie. Just cool. seems, I mean, you've already got two Doctor Strange trailers, like hello.
1: <laughs> maybe they're not. Tr- maybe they're not trying to overshadow their other, the other Disney movie.
0: Yes, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh,
1: Star Wars uh, is going to sell
0: itself. So. It, it is it is, um, I'm gonna save this next point for a minute. So, American Horror Story season six is finally revealed what the next plot's gonna be. Um, they're going into the lost colony of Kra- Krakatoa. No, Roanoke. Roanoke. It's it's Roanoke, yes. Mm-hmm. But what? So what happened is like. I don't know how many number of colonists just literally disappeared. (laughs) And then on a tree was carved Croatoa.
1: Okay. That's That's where they came from. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha.
0: So um, that's it. And apparently this season is going to explore that. I've fallen off American Horror Story. And I've heard last season was really good. I did. Did you know what the next last season was about? The hotel one? Yeah, but do you know? No, what... I didn't so... because
1: I didn't want. I wanted to watch it, but every time, like the the one before, I got I watched most of it and then I stopped watching because it, it got stupid. Freak show. And then I wanted to watch the last season, but I never i I taped it and I got behind and I never watched it.
0: So, so I'm waiting for it. To hit. I thought Hotel, which is creepy enough because I'm a big fan of The Shining. Yeah, uh, it's about vampires. <laughs> Okay, and I did not know that, and I was you like, that's it. "I gotta watch that." I <laughs> gotta watch that now. Vampires in a hotel? Are you kidding me? Jesus Christ! Um, and this new one sounds good. I mean, like that's a creepy phenomenon that's been in American culture forever, and i freaked out by it, and I want to see what happens. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, next thing, we got our first look at Tyler Hoechlin. As Superman in costume, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I until I like people wanted to like tear him up about that picture. Yeah, he looked kind of his face looked goofy. The costume was fine for me. Whatever, it's Superman. He's on. He's in the fucking CW DC TV universe. I mean, this is a huge step for this these shows to put a put to put this hero in. Um, so, I mean, you know what. Until I see it happen and it's actually the real representation of Superman and like uh, Man of Steel, you know, I might actually favor it more, but we'll see.
0: Were you surprised at how old that guy is? I know they've already made the casting announcement, but no. that he's. Well, I mean, that he's like similar looking in age as Kara. I guess I expected him to be more like Tom Welling, like a little bit older, like maybe. Or like Henry Cavill's age, even though I think Henry Cavill's like under thirty years old. How old life. is that guy? I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's that old.
1: Oh well, I guess. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I mean, the whole age gap of her coming to Earth later and all that stuff. So I don't mm. know.
0: Yeah, I was because okay. Technically, with the casting. he was younger than her, anyhow, on right. Krypton. So. Yes. Um, I think you know, for the CW, it looks fine. I have to see it in action. That's really it. Because, you know, the first time I saw it, Henry Cavill's suit, I was like, eh, I don't care. And then I saw it in action. I was like, I like that suit. I like it better with the colors not muted, but I like this. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it actually gets better every time you now with and the Justice League. He's smiling a little bit more.
0: So, yeah, <laughs> um, Oh,
1: and one more thing about Supergirl. Uh, I guess it was confirmed to Cat Grant will be special guest star, or regular special Series guest star. Series
0: regular. She'll yeah. be like a Malcolm Merlin type situation. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, hey, Legion's not disappearing.
0: That's it. Mm. One other thing that I did here, and I don't know if this is true or not, that the Legion of Doom is going to have its own like TV movie type situation. Or maybe like that four-part crossover will be with them. Like, I don't think that they're going to be the bad guys throughout. Yes, like all of those guys, I think are going to show up in all of the shows.
1: You know, it actually makes a lot of sense because in that
0: crossover, I think would be like uh, would be like entitled like Legion of Doom Part One through Four or whatever. That's cool. The Um... first episode of Legends is called justice society of america
1: yeah they're going to spend a lot of time building that up that's going to i mean that's going to be a lot of a lot of things to deal with in the first place introducing those new characters probably introducing some the big bad for that whole series eventually you know which will have to be a bigger threat than these jobber villains that i mean reverse flash is fine <laughs> But, I mean, these jobber villains that, you know, they want to make the the Legion of Tomb in in these shows. But, you know, whatever. Whatever they want to do. Um, Maybe Maxwell Lord will jump on board with them or something, you know. Come on.
0: Yeah, I like that. Poor man's Lex Luthor. I like that. I actually really like that guy.
1: I like that guy, too.
0: Um, All right. So, I have Kelly... Marie Tran's role has been revealed, rumored to be revealed, for Star Wars Episode 8 uh, She'll be playing a character named Aya, who is an informant specialist, um, or information specialist, and she uh, kind of is a broker for that, where she auctions off knowledge to the highest bidder. Supposedly, there's a scene with her in Finn, and she's tipping him off around the new or uh, the or about the first order in a in a bar. It's a room. who is she? The actress. Some, uh so she's pretty much unknown. I looked her up like when it first got announced, and she's done like a YouTube channel, and okay. like that's pretty much it. Okay. I know she was she was rumored to be Finn's love interest, but that oh. rumor got shut down with this rumor. Uh, so apparently, she's just some random girl who's an information broker.
1: Probably just doing death sticks with Finn. I'm sure.
0: That's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, but you know, a little bit of episode eight, cool flavor thrown in there. <laughs> it's exciting. <I>
1: love it. <laughs> Can't wait. Actually, more exciting that Rogue One uh, TV spot.
0: It is. Um, we talked about how the Nintendo is releasing a tiny Nintendo that will play, I think, like sixty games on it. Thirty, I think. Thirty games. Okay, so thirty games. Well, Genesis, Sega Genesis, is going to do the same thing, but they're going to do sixty games. Um, <laughs> you know, in the in the age of Raspberry Pis <laughs> and emulator- <laughs> and your phone being able to emulate pretty much ColecoVision up through, like, PS2 or PS1 at least. Do we need these? Like, do we need to spend the money? I know that they're cool. I know they look cool. I feel like it's one of those things that's going to be like, oh, hey, come over, we'll play it. And then you'll be like, eh. (laughs) That's my thought. It's like I could do it for much cheaper. Believe me, I want all those games, and I don't have a Raspberry Pi I plan on getting one because of that reason. But, like, do I need to buy this tiny console just to have it?
1: The answer is no. Um, and the thing about the Nintendo one is, aren't they kind of shooting themselves in the foot since they have the virtual console on the Wiis? I mean, it's like, yeah. could you fucking just get those games if you're a Wii owner and have a yep. great, have a Wii U and you have a great system anyhow? Yep. I guess, I mean, I'm putting quotes around that great system, but um, yeah, I mean, when I had my Wii, I downloaded all the classics and I yep. had them. I mean, it's like this is just, it's it's a way for Nintendo to make money off nostalgia. It's, that's about it. Which is a smart idea, I would say. Genesis now, that's a little bit smarter. It's, an, it's a little bit nicer of a system. You know, I, and then, you know, Nintendo will make a Super Nintendo system next. You know what I mean? It's it's just it's 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 going full circle. That's it.
0: What would be funny is they, if they literally just did that with cartridges, oh. they just re-release everything, and they're just like, oh yeah, but your old ones don't work on this. You have to rebuy them.
1: Yeah, that'd be fucked up. <laughs> um, or what they could do is they could make one that's Wi-Fi enabled, that is also cartridge based that you can use your old cartridges in. Or you can download the games off a server, which would be smarter. But no, they want that Nintendo
0: charges you for. I mean, like that would be
1: smarter, right? You would make they would make more money with that. Yeah, but then again, here we here we go with. But the cartridge idea is the better idea than just the virtual console.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So finally, completely uh, rumor territory. This is all speculation. Nothing nothing real about this. Supposedly, maybe, the Flash movie would open up the multiverse, which would allow the TV world and the movie world to finally blend together. And we have the Infinite Earths, so Grant Gustin and Ezra Miller could be together in a movie, possibly Stephen Amell. Maybe. he shows up, maybe Legends, who knows? But much like Marvel could do with Infinity War, where they're talking about having, like, 67, uh, characters we, uh, we would assume that they you would play putting at least their street level characters in there. Maybe not the agents of shield, but, um, what do you think of this idea of DC maybe finally opening up their, their realm possibilities?
1: Oh, we're talking about this again
0: via the flash movie.
1: We're, we're talking about this again. I mean, come on. We were talking about this like two years ago when it was like, no, we're not doing this and now we're going to be doing this. Well, thanks, Jeff Johns, because if you do this, you're going to make everybody happy. And now, you know, you're, you're actually listening, you know. I mean, he always listens anyhow, but yeah. Warren Bars will be listening to the fans instead of being a bunch of dicks about it. So, yeah, why not? I mean, I would love to see them somehow tie this together. There's no point to having Infinite Earths in D.C. if you're not going to do this kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, I do it. I mean, that would be great. But as you said, it's rumor. So until it happens what are we going to do? Like Barry's going to come through the time stream and be like, <laughs> Barry, it's me, Barry. Oh, I'm too early. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't look It's only, it's like only
1: arrow season one. Oh shit.
0: Did you see that picture that I put up on Instagram? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: Where he goes to small village. <laughs> yeah,
1: that was the best. Uh, so good. Um, on on more serious, not serious, but on actual confirmed things, it is now confirmed that Flashpoint will change the Arrowverse, at least at the beginning of the season. So we'll see what it, what those effects are. Hopefully, it yeah, means. Yeah. Hopefully, it means they they just replaced writers.
0: They replace Felicity with Laurel.
1: <laughs> but it's not it's not uh what's her name? It's a different actress completely.
0: Well, she's she's signed on. I think for, I know, she for all shows all shows. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They'll wreck they're gonna wreck on it, I'm sure. I mean she probably needed to go shoot a film or something and needed to get off the get it off the show at that point. Who knows?
0: Yeah maybe. I mean I think they just needed to add some weight to the show that was getting stale. Um and then got staler. And yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um God, I really I like, I hate to be talking trash about Arrow. It's just Me that too.
1: I loved that show.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, it's what
1: made it all possible.
0: You um, know, I was talking to someone earlier and I was like, oh yeah, Arrow, but I don't even need you to watch it anymore. Like because of the last two seasons being so lackluster, it's like, I can't convince somebody new to try to get into this. Like, I I don't have anything to like argue other than saying like, well, if you watch it because you watch the flash, then they'll like lead into each other. But you know what I mean? Like, I've had people fall off like Supergirl too. When I'm like, you really got to get past those four episodes because mm-hmm. it is a genius show. But Arrow is not as—I can't really uh, argue with it anymore.
1: Nope.
0: Hopefully, this season they, they change things around. Um. Okay. So, anything else you got for the news? Nope. All right. I say let's. Uh, Let's take a quick break now, and then we'll get into the main topic of conversation, which is Batman comics turned video games. Sounds good.
1: We'll see you in a few. All this top 40 music is so boring. Geez,
0: I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you, and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcast around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know.
1: Those geeks you know, wow. Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV
0: shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you got to leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You, you, you got to leave. I call the cops. <laughs> There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she?
1: Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get him in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady.
0: Steady now. Uh, Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtoll.com. geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All right, we are back after those commercials. We're going to dive into our topic today, which is some of our some of our favorite Batman comics stories um, that we think would have the potential to get turned into a uh, video game. Um I believe, did not we ever put out that Arkham podcast? We didn't. We're gonna
1: have to like, we're gonna have to do like we're have a to remaster. We, we have to, have to remaster that. Um, do a do a upgrade on that one. Uh, it didn't come out well. That was at our earlier days of uh, trying to get Google Hangouts to work properly. So we do need to. I think now that you've beaten it, I need to go and beat it, and then we can do a full Arkham podcast.
0: Yeah, Chris and I did a very extensive, very extensive uh, Arkham Arkham series, Rocksteady series. uh, You know, overview of what our thoughts are. That's one of our favorite video game series ever. Um, As we mentioned at the top of the episode, Telltale uh, released their first episode of five entitled "Realm of Shadows." Um, So, I'm gonna I'm gonna have you start it off. is what you think would be a good uh you know comic book Batman tale turned video game.
1: Now this is this is one that that people are really calling for and this has always been a fan favorite of Batman fans outside of the usual Batman universe. I mean um Batman the Animated Series was a huge success. Um so spinning out of that came um you know the Justice League and then also Batman Beyond. So The idea of Batman Beyond is it takes place in the future where there's an old man, Bruce Wayne, who takes on a new um, ward, I guess you would call him. But this time around, um, he actually becomes Batman. Uh, Terry McGinnis is Batman Beyond. Um, And I think this would be a really cool concept of kind of, you know, old Bruce Bruce's send you out on missions, Kevin Conroy's doing the voice, so it'd be even more awesome. Um, you know, it could be definitely in the the Arkham style. Um, but, you know, with the Arkham games, the gadgets were, you know, they were passed along throughout the games and whatnot. They're always kind of the same. You got kind of used to them. But this time around, um, you get more futuristic stuff. Uh, the flying suit um, and, and whatnot. I just think that it would be a really Cool take on the whole Batman story to do it from this timeline. Yeah, I agree. Batman
0: Beyond. I mean, basically, just you know, oh, that was right off the actually is the Batmobile. <laughs> um, sorry, guys, my uh, house is right next to the Fast and Furious set. Apparently, um, anywho, so yeah, the the Batman Beyond series is really great. Um, Terry Guinness, I, I like that character. I recently watched, rewatched um, Return of the Joker, uh, which is one of their movies um, set in the Batman Beyond World. I know he's in Batman Eternal. He has his own comic book series right now. I think it would really lend well to a rock steady type of game, um, you know, with that similar fighting style, um, but with the updated tech. I think it would be a pretty easy translation to do. So, yeah, I, I agree with that one. That's a good one. Um, Alright, I picked Batman Earth 1 uh, One of the newer ones is Volume 1 and Volume 2 written by our man Jeff Johns um, Basically it's the retelling of Bruce Wayne becoming Batman and it's kind of starts out with um, the the Riddler being the main bad guy here Um and I think that and Riddler is like a really sadistic guy. I mean, not as much as he is maybe in the Arkham games, where he's kind of like the Saw creator. <laughs> but still, this this Riddler really, you know, puts um, you know Batman through his paces. Very similar to uh, how Scott Snyder kind of wrote him in Zero Year, which also would lend well. But I didn't put it down. But um, you know. Yeah, the Batman uh, story of his parents getting killed and all that stuff has been told so many times. This is an original take on it. I see this game not being in the Rocksteady sense. I I see it being a little bit more of a just true detective story. Um, I'm trying to think what it would be most similar to. Maybe a little bit more like of a open-world game, you know, not so much like a Red Dead Redemption necessarily or a Grand Theft Auto, but, you know, within a world where you can you can go around and um, I wouldn't see so much fighting in this game. It's really more of a detective story. You're really trying to solve these cases and try to get to who the Riddler is. I wouldn't even mind seeing things that are told from the perspective of just the Riddler, and seeing things through his eyes because that's something that we haven't done in a game before in that way anyway um, for Batman. I think that would be a lot of fun. That
1: sounds like a cool idea. I'd still have to read those books. I I actually have to not. You own them, don't you? I don't know if I did buy those. I bought –
0: I thought you had the first one. I thought that's where you read it.
1: Yes, I did buy the first one. I never read it um, because I got on board with the Superman ones from Mm -hmm. um, JMS, right, I think. Um yep. and I liked those because they were they were definitely a different telling of Superman and I liked them a lot. Um, so I don't know why I didn't do that actually because I wanted to read the rest of them. I wanted to read the Wonder Woman one and the Teen Titans one. So yeah, those are those are cool stories.
0: It's um it's a small thing, but for some reason it like changes the character for me completely. <laughs> is that it's the first time you ever see Batman's eyes like in the in the cowl like his blue eyes like you see them the entire time while he's in the suit and i was like this is so crazy because you see like so much more expression out of him like not just you know normal grim and you know I'm <laughs> batman like you see like this dude who's scared sometimes <laughs> like you know it just changes the character a lot when you actually see his eyeballs <laughs>
1: So you're talking like a game that would be more reactionary, um maybe like a heavy rain, or you know what
0: that would be the better one to to do it not uh, you know not even a telltale one, but I think heavy rain would do it because there is those moments where you're like kind of running through it, and I'd like to see it ultra realistic like that, not so much the cell shaded thing, even though that lends well to the comic medium for sure, mm-hmm. and I can't wait to try this telltale game, but I think for this particular. Uh, series you do want it to be a little bit more grim and gritty, and he is going to come across like some of those other like classic uh, villains, like Killer Croc is in it and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think it would be I think it would be a lot of fun. Cool. Well, I'll
1: have to do some homework on that story because oh God, yeah, you love it absolutely. Cool. Uh, next up for me is the Jeff Loeb Jim Lee classic Hush, uh, that's Really was just kind of a run through the whole Batman universe, um, as they brought in uh, his friend from you know childhood, Thomas Elliot, uh, who ends up being the you know, spoiler alert, <laughs> the vi- the main villain in this in this story. So, um, but what I really liked about it is just like how many different characters he comes across in the in this series, and that just it just speaks to the video gamer inside me, you know, it's very much like Arkham, I would say, and it could play out that way, but I would see it as more of a linear storyline than than you choosing which villains you wanted to fight, like, say, in Arkham. So this would be just like uh, your standard, standard straightforward video game. You go through the whole story, and that's about it. Um, you know, street brawl, whatever you want to do. But the idea of um, fighting Superman... Um, and actually, I took that other game off my list because I, it's kind of hard to, you know, elaborate on that too much. But I was thinking the other game. I was thinking like you could fight the, the J, uh, you know, the Justice League because they, they were mind controlled or they went bad or whatever, and Tower of Babel style using the weaknesses against them. That's what I kind of like about the whole uh, Hush thing. Is like he's controlled by Poison Ivy. <laughs> Batman has to use. He knows it, and he has to use his skills to, you know release him from his trance, you know? So it's, it'd be a cool, uh, series of encounters through, through that whole game from, you know, the red hoods in it and Huntress and, and, um, Superman, like I said, poison Ivy, Joker, <laughs> just like, and then finally wrapping up, you know, with the big mystery at the end. If you haven't read the books, of course, don't listen to this podcast. i play the game, but it, it would be fun. And it would be fun nonetheless.
0: Yeah. That, that um that is an amazing story. What would you want the art style to be in this game?
1: Um I would want Jim Lee to do it. I would want <laughs> it to look like a Jim Lee drawn comic because I think that what he brings to the table when he does comics is is such it's such a it's such it I guess Jim Lee is that guy that when you see it, you know who it is when you see his art. And he's very recognizable, and I think the, if they could adapt this art into the game, um, kind of like how I was telling you about that one RPG that Todd McFarlane did the art for, you can, you know, you could actually see the the artist's, you know, impressions upon the
0: game. Yeah, I think um, if you guys haven't watched the documentary, it's about Image Comics and how those guys from Marvel went over to Image, including Jim Lee. Um, it's it really gives you a lot of sense into you know the way that he draws comics or you know writes them a little bit but definitely draws them and hush is a perfect example of like Jim Lee's Batman is definitely a Batman like no other same thing you know Neil Adams Batman like you know who Neil Adams Batman is so there's just like a certain artists that now Capullo like you you get them that really go, okay, that's this Batman. It's not often because Batman has been drawn by probably at this point, probably like five hundred different artists, but there's certain ones that really stick out and, and Jim Lee, even though he hasn't I don't think he's really done like a full like run. I think he's just done these little one offs here and there. Um he's on
1: every, tomorrow tomorrow Suicide Squad launches, he's on that, but now yeah. they're saying that it's scaled back. Um, so I'm not really sure exactly what that means. They said that there's going to be a companion story at the end, um, which will, I guess, makes the Suicide Squad comic shorter. But at least we're we're gonna get Jim Lee on for at least a you know a good run on that. I'm sure. That's a, a, a
0: Scooby Doo apocalypse comic. That's for sure. Yeah, I really that's wanted baby. I wanted to get that.
1: That looked just because of that reason.
0: It's fun. I I read all those Hanna Barbera ones. They're fun. Um, all right, next up for me, classic story. Um, I'm thinking in my head as we're talking here. How would we adapt the Dark Knight Returns into a video game, though? Because it's such a huge story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you'd have to know a lot of backstory. But I also think that at the same time, it would be kind of neat if it was a bit like an arcade game, like an X-Men arcade game or a Turtles arcade game where, like, you're just Batman just beating on mutants, and then, like, you have to go and fight, like, you know, leading towards the head mutant and then leading towards the fight with Superman and then leading towards, like, just, like, the ending of the game. But, like, those are, like, the three beats (laughs) in between, like, this... You know, streets of rage. Yeah,
1: Sixteen <laughs> yeah. bit side-scrolling, a uh, street brawler. Exactly.
0: You get Jim Gordon as a character. You get Carrie <laughs> Kelly as a character. That's an awesome idea. I mean, you'd be blazing over the story pretty fast, but everyone knows that story so well that it's like <laughs> it's like, uh, Batman's old. He's retired. He comes out. You could start out with like a retro style. Um, God damn! It's gonna really bother me what the name of this game is. I think it's like like a cruise in USA, like in his street
1: car. I was just thinking that. I thought that or like spy hunter, like that. Yeah, yeah, like one of those type
0: (laughs) of situations. And then he gets out, and then it's like streets of rage.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget the car like goes off and like blows up first. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he gets out of it.
0: And then he like flies out of it to like a sweet synth soundtrack. (laughs)
1: That's yeah. That's that could be the game of the year right there. Yeah, I don't. I, know. I'd be. I <laughs> right now to get that that idea. <laughs> <laughs> that could be on the PlayStation Network by next year, and I don't see why it shouldn't be. <laughs>
0: well, think about it. Like even more so, actually, you know, what? I'm going to save this idea for for uh, the one that you have at the end. Yeah. Actually, I, I have a pretty good one for that. But um, anyway, that's that's my Dark Knight Returns idea is that, um, you know, you you, you kind of gloss over the beats. You hit the major ones because those games really are probably like three hours long, if that. And, you know, you really condense the shit out of it. But I think it would be a lot of fun just, uh, you know, knowing that you're going to play Batman for a beat, then Jim Gordon, then Carrie Kelly, and you ultimately are fighting the mutants at the end. I, I think it would be a lot. Oh, yo, you you got to fight the Joker, too. Duh, that would be the ending. Throwing the, uh, the battering through Joe's eye. <laughs> Kill it. <go. laughs> yeah. Game over. Yep. That's it. It just says game over.
1: <laughs> you win. <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> All right, your turn.
1: <laughs> Next up, which could also uh, have probably been a game back in the day as we just uh, described. Back in that time period of the '90s, um, when Batman got his back broken—spoiler alert—when you know, I Nightfall is one of those games, like one of those comics that, when it starts, it is like a gauntlet for Batman, and there's just villain after villain because Bane breaks down Arkham Asylum to release all those villains, so that they weaken him, so that eventually he can just go and. Destroy him, um, and then you know, with Jean Paul Jean Paul Valley coming back as, uh, Azrael coming back as um as the Batman, and then Batman healing himself to have to go fight him to become Batman again because, because that guy's a psychopath. Um, um, I just I just think that whole storyline begs to be a comic uh a, a video game.
0: Yeah, I reread that storyline recently, and you know, at the time when it came out, I was probably, I don't know, 10, 12, something like that. You know what I mean? Like not, not too old. And I didn't quite get it um, as much as I did now. And it's, it's brutal. Like Batman is destroyed physically and mentally. Like he's slightly going up insane from sleep deprivation he keeps having to fight these villains. Like I think he has a fight with like Victor Zaz and he like slices the shit out of him. And he's just like, so like just destroyed. And then Bane is orchestrating this, like an evil puppet master the entire time until then at the end, he, he literally just kind of walks in and like breaks his back. It's like hardly even a fight at all because Batman is so effed up. And, um, and you know, Azrael sucks, but, uh, you know, he also has his own brand of justice, which is killing,
1: <laughs> right? Exactly, and that I think that would be cool. You know, you're playing as Bruce Wayne for a while, get your back broken, and then it switches over to be um asrael and you play as him for a little while, and it would just be kind of a cool way to switch up and just get a kind of, kind of a different tone to the game uh, halfway through as you go into night. Um, Night Rise? I forgot what it's even Nightfall. called. Nightfall. Nightfall, and then, no, Nightfall, and then afterwards it's called Night Rise
0: or something. It's like, yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, I don't remember I what it's called. Yeah. But
1: I have all those comics. It's so good.
0: What? <laughs> um, so what type of video game do you see this being, though? Like, Do you see it being another Rocksteady game? Do you see it being a Rockstar game? Do you see it being like a do you remember the uh, Batman the Animated Series video game for Super Nintendo? <laughs> Were you like it's a two D side scroller.
1: <laughs> I think I think that I think that maybe is a rock steady game. Um, yeah. Because you could use side missions to kind of go fight the one like kind of the lower villains that have escaped and just kind of deal with them that way. And then your main storyline is kind of fighting the main villains, leading up to Bane and getting your back broken. Um, and because it's, it's really from a one character's perspective, that would probably be the best way to do it.
0: I agree. Yeah, I do agree. Even if you're switching between Batman and, um, what's his name? Azrael? Uh, I think, yeah, still, yeah, that'd be good. I think, um, it would start- even be cool if you switched into being Bane for a little while because he's like such an evil mastermind.
1: That would be cool. Um and that could be another thing. It'd be like um like how they do those add-ons. It could be like DLC. an add-on yeah. the DLC where you play as Bane and you go break Batman's back. Yeah. You, know?
0: <laughs> you just keep it going. <laughs> keep over and over again. Yeah. That's right. Um all right, my next uh one is Gotham by Gaslight. Um the story is involving Batman having to try to uh, get Jack the Ripper. Um, so it's an Elseworlds story. It was actually drawn by Mike Magnolia, um, you know, so it looks beautiful and it looks creepy and all of his stuff looks gothic to begin with. This is actually a comic that almost got turned into a video game. Yes, I remember um, that. Yeah, like Q was trying to get the... Uh, the rights to it, um, and then they weren't able to do it. So, uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. But some of the Gaslight Batman characters um, have been able to show up in the uh, DC game Infinite Crisis. But and there's also a Gaslight skin in Arkham Origins um, and in Lego Batman Three. So the character is, you know, very much in the minds of people, even though it's been around since 1989, like that comic got published. But this this comic, or, uh, you know what I think it would do really well is? Is a, a point-and-click adventure. Um, not so much in the sense of Telltale, because I don't think it needs to rely heavily on making choices. I think it needs more like one of those old point-and-click... King's and click. Quest? Yes, like a LucasArts uh, Sierra type of um, situation. I think... I, I played the shit out of those kind of games. Um, King's Quest, Space Quest, uh, Freddy Farkas. Like, I'm trying to think. Uh, Sam and all, Max. Yep, Sam and Max, um, Day of the Tentacle, the LucasArts, um, Indiana Jones games. Like, I think it would be really cool if it was a 16-bit uh, point-and-click adventure where you go around, you got to interrogate people. You know, you're going through Gotham or Gothic. Victorian London. Like, I think it would be awesome. I think it would be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, the graphics don't have to be insane, but it doesn't matter because that story is good. I mean, if you could do it like that, but you could do it with Mike Magnolia doing the artwork, then you'd have a really win win. You wouldn't have to do it 16, but you could do it like that. So I think that'd be awesome.
1: Definitely. I think that the whole, um, is it, you know, People love that 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 era. They love like the steampunk look of how Batman mm-hmm. looks in that. Um, you know, even on the on the other side of that, like the Spider-Man Noir, um, that idea is very very popular as well. So these these ideas of um, more classic, I guess, looking superheroes um, really really get fans uh, interested in and excited about them. So I think that's a really cool idea for a game.
0: Yeah, I think. Um all these are so far, and I think we just need to get the money from DC to, to let us make them. <laughs> oh yeah, kickstart all these games. Yeah, <laughs> what's next?
1: Uh, I'm gonna go to uh, a sequel to our favorite Batman movie, Batman Returns. Um, I would love to retcon uh, the Joel Schumacher movies. I don't think they have any uh, place in that in that series of movies besides to uh, besides to um, besides to kind of. Create a downward spiral into what became Batman and Robin. Um, So, looking at the sets of Tim Burton's Batman movies, they're very original, very epic, very gothic. Uh, I loved them. I love both those movies. Um, People can say what they want about them, Um, but they were our 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 Batman movies as kids. And uh, Michael Keaton was a great was a great Batman. was a was a good Bruce Wayne. Um, So, I would love to see a movie or a, a game be a direct sequel to that and have Michael Keaton voice voice
0: it. Yeah, I remember there is there was a Batman eighty nine video game. Mm-hmm. I wanna say for the Genesis, probably Super Nintendo as well, um, that I had. It was awesome. I think that, you know, that that world, I mean we met the Joker and we met the penguin. We met Max Shrek. <laughs> Harvey Dent. Yeah, I was going to say, yep, Billy B. Williams, Harvey Dent, and Catwoman. Um, There's so much more, you know what I mean? Like there's so many other characters that we could come across that uh, would really serve, you know, to add into the story. I think that, um, you know, I'm just trying to think of what kind of game that would Mm. play out to be because you could do it like that you could do another 16-bit brawler game um he, you know i don't remember how much detective work he really really does in those games or in those movies you know it's more about like the villains they did a they did a they did a really good job of showcasing those villains um mm-hmm. in those movies and i like that like you got backstories to the villains which you know yeah you, you get it in um Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight, you know, you get a backstory of kind of Harvey Dent's like rise and fall. You don't get a backstory for Joker or Bane really. Um, Even in the new ones, like there's not really a backstory for Doomsday too much. It's like those movies like really gave you like, this is the villain's point of view. And like, this is why they're doing those things. And this is something that you see in the comics, but you don't see it so much in movies comic book
1: movies yeah um i agree i think and then what i think would happen with the schumacher movies was they they transformed themselves almost into like trying to be more like the like the 1960s batman like they got like goofy they just <laughs> mm-hmm. they weren't they weren't keeping up with the same tone they were trying to exist in the same universe they replaced actors they made harvey dent white um so it just didn't make any sense really i mean it it was it was kind of a weird thing to to make sequels to these movies, but not make them really like true sequels. So um I would love to see something maybe in like a rock st- rock st- rock steady, no, um rock rock star world of this where it's very ve- it's vehicle based. Um you can just fly around, you can drive around, take on villains, choose your choose your own um where you want to go. And it's just more open world than anything else, um, with with a main with a main storyline.
0: Yeah, I would, um, I would definitely play that. i would definitely watch another Tim Burton Batman if that ever happened. Not that I don't have faith in Ben Affleck, because I absolutely have faith in him and Jeff Johns. Um, Tim it's Burton just that
1: Tim I, Burton I, Batman Beyond.
0: <laughs> seriously, I just love Michael Keaton as you know, it's my Batman right now. Um, so. I agree. Um, all right. So the next one I have is the long Halloween. Um, Jeff Loeb's second time on our list, uh, <laughs> which which is super funny because Jeff Loeb is now running uh, Marvel TV. Uh, you know, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Defenders, all that stuff. That's Jeff Loeb, guys. Um, yeah, i sure. But he's, he's played for both teams. Um, and in the long Halloween – This is a character, um, I want to say that his name is called Holiday, and he kills people on holidays, and Batman has to follow these murders by also coming across pretty much every single one of his rogues gallery, you know, in pursuit of catching uh, this holiday killer. So... And I know that they've done a good job in Arkham Knight. I think if you went in and logged in on holidays, there would be like clues, you know, to deaths around around the city, which I thought was super smart. Um you know, so there's a little homage to that and then in the Rock City games.
1: Well, I mean this, it was it was Calendar Man for that. It was
0: Calendar Man for that, yeah, you're right.
1: But this but Long Halloween yeah. also reintroduced Calendar Man back into the Batman stories. I guess, right. Which is which is kind of weird that they would have a holiday killer and then also Calendar, Calendar Man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, but whatever. I mean, it's a it's a really cool story. So go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no.
0: It's fine. Um, so this this game, you know, following along um, Batman as he comes across all these characters. This is going to be another one of those it is a detective story at its core. You know, it's hard. We, we keep going back to like the Rock City games because they did such a good job of mixing in amazing combat with uh, detective work as well. Um, this story probably would be best suited for something like that. Um, what you also could do in this game though, which hasn't been done before in a very long time, which was, do you remember the games back on the early PCs that were, like, movie scenes that were mixed, like, that were a video game? Like, Phantasmagoria was one Wing, of the ones. Like, Wing was, Commander? I guess Wing Commander, yeah, right, because that starred Mark Hamill, right? Um. So, like, you know, you would be getting, like, these, like, movie scenes, and then you would make your choices, but it's real-life actors acting it out. I think that would be a cool format for something like this, just because it would be original. It'd be neat to see these people in character um, in an almost else worlds type of title. Um, It would be a different format than we're used to in like a telltale, which is doing something similar. It's just that, you know, seeing these actors live would add a whole new element to it. It's almost like a a radio play done live. It's (laughs) a cool idea. Someday, someday on WB. Uh, Gives me all the money. We can
1: do it. Send just, just send them a transcript for this this podcast.
0: I will. It's already in the mail.
1: <laughs> Before we even finished it. Wow.
0: Damn. Yeah, it's crazy.
1: But we haven't even talked about the best one yet.
0: <laughs> Go on, Chris.
1: <laughs> what what a better way to you know introduce the lively world of video games than to put all the colorful characters from the Batman sixty six series. Into a video game. Now you say you have a really good idea of the formatting for this. I didn't come up with one yet, so enlighten me on uh, what you think would really work for this, this, this crazy bonkers uh, world of Batman that people love, people don't like, but I love. I I grew up watching it. Um,
0: so this this series needs the River City Rumble, Scott Pilgrim versus the World format yes, right does. here. This yes, is. Does high colors crazy bouncy graphics you know what i mean like really fun soundtrack that fits like you know the soundtrack from the 60s you when you punch you get the bamf and everything like that and i think it would just be you know and when you because it's it's not realistic at all so if you punch people and you get coins i think that would be fun for this type of for this type of um environment so yeah, I, I could see it totally being a video game, and it would be really, really fun. Um, but I, I would like to see it like that. I think that would be the best way to do it.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, there's, no, there's no other format um, that I can even think of, um, because I would, I would definitely want it to be more current graphics and, say, 16-bit side scrolling. Um, it would be more fun that way. Adam West could still definitely do the voice. Yeah. Um. So, that that's that's ridiculous. That's yeah. That's I don't even have to say anything else. Um. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 full of great villains. It's full of his great villains who are all played by you know really, really good actors and actress. But they're just like they're so over the top, and they have goons all the time who are always in funny costumes. So that would be a great you know addition to the whole game. So, yeah, that's that's pure genius right there.
0: Yeah. I would I think, buy
1: that. I would buy that game tomorrow.
0: I really would. I mean, I think it would be so much fun. As soon as I, I heard Batman sixty six, I was like Scott Pilgrim vs. the world right there. That's <laughs> and if you guys have not played the Scott Pilgrim vs. the world video game, download it immediately on whatever console that it's still on. I'm assuming it's somewhere out in the world, but amazing music by Anamanaguchi. Graphics are fun. Gameplay is straight out of River City Rumble. It is such a good game. Um, All right. So the last one on the list I have, I I really picked this one because I think both of us would agree and um, attest to this. Even though the comic is not out yet, Scott Snyder and John Romita Jr. are teaming up uh, this month um, to do All-Star Batman. It is a road trip uh, comic, which has been described as, what, like uh, Mad Max in Batman combined. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which is obviously all that it really needs. It's going to have a cast of, of different artists. You're going to see Jock, you're going to see Sean Murphy in there, as we said, uh, John Romita Jr. Um... And I'm I'm actually, I think I'm wrong. Is it this month or is it next month? No, it's it's supposed to be August. It is supposed to be August. Okay, That's so, you know, this is this is Batman, and I want to say he's on the pursuit of Harvey Dent along with all of his other villains. So, like Harvey Dent, I think is like the mastermind for, behind like trying to like stop Batman. Um, but I, you know, when you started saying that you started playing the Mad Max game mm-hmm. and I just thought this, this would be a Mad Max game type situation. Something that mixes like Borderlands, um, with that aesthetic of Mad Max. Cause you still want to see Batman. I don't want it to be a first person shooter type situation. Like I want to see Batman, but I want to see like, when he punches somebody or if he uses a grappling hook or he uses a battering, like he's getting XP, he's upgrading his weapons. um, He's fighting these bad guys. He's fighting these like henchmen. And at the same time, there's like this overarching story of like him on the road, trying to get to a destination for some reason. We haven't read the comic. We don't know exactly what's going to happen into it, but just to see a Batman road trip video game, ah, that'd be awesome. Totally agree.
1: Um, first up, the comic comes out next week. No, no, August 11th it says. No, it's, August 10th. I'm sorry. August 10th? It says, yeah, next, 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 week, Wednesday. next
0: Wednesday. Holy shit. Um, I mean, is, I already have it like pulled, but yeah.
1: This is the description. <laughs> the reimagining some of the Dark Knight's greatest villains. First up is Two-Face. Batman must take Two-Face to a destination out of Goth- Gotham City. But the villain has has a two of spades up his sleeve. Every assassin, bounty hunter, and ordinary citizen with something to hide is on their tails with one goal: kill Batman. Handcuffed together on the road to hell, this is Batman and Two Face as you as you've never seen them before. So, you could play as either character, handcuffed together, and switch back and forth to do ultra combos and and stuff like that, or something crazy. <laughs> It sounds, ex-
0: is, it sounds exciting. It sounds excessive, and I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds ridiculous.
1: Um, yeah, I can't wait to
0: next week. That sounds really cool. So this is curious. On TFA, or sorry, I'm on Midtown Comics. You can get the different covers for one, and you can get covers for three, but you can't get them for issue number two. Isn't that weird? It is. Anyway, <laughs> um, I'm going to order these variants right now because I need them. <laughs> Who knows if they'll have the Jock or the John Romita Jr. variant covers at my comic book shop?
1: No, they won't. They won't. Yeah,
0: they won't. So I need them. Um, anywho, so yeah, I I think that this is um, not only is it going to be an awesome comic, it would make a fantastic video game that I really really love to play
1: oh yeah I mean that's it sounds ridiculous and the, the uh, chance to play as any Batman villain would be a really good time
0: oh yeah yeah absolutely so um, any other you know any other closing remarks about the video games of Batman comics
1: I don't have any more. I think this would be enough enough games to get us through at least the next decade of our lives. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of other things I'd love to see a new Batman the Animated Series game. I think that would be really cool. Um, I would never want to see a Killing Joke game, um, and we can maybe talk about that for
0: a second. I guess um,
1: unless you want to see that for another podcast.
0: <laughs> no, let's um, talk about it. If you yeah, because. You know, we didn't really get a chance to do it, but we're still talking about, uh, you know, Batman in general. So say what you want to say about that.
1: I, you know what, people, people really had problems with the beginning of that film. I don't know why um, I, I did like the beginning of the movie with the Batgirl story. I really think that it could have actually carried its own movie being a Batman, Batgirl movie. Yep. And maybe it should have been because it, it is very, the tone of it really changes I guess oddly when it goes into the Ellen Moore story, because I find the Ellen Moore story to be definitely one of the darker comic books I've ever read in my life and actually watching it and listening to the script. Um, it's, 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 it's very disturbing. <laughs> I, I liked it. And I, and by the end of it, I, you know, I, I remembered everything from the, the story and I, I love the end of the killing joke where he's laughing. I think that's a really a really weird thing in in the Batman mythos. Um, And it's just, I mean, I don't know. I I give it a four out of five stars, I guess.
0: So. I think what it is, is that the, so for the Supergirl um, story, if I, I kind of consider two things. So if I, if I take it, and um, if I just set it on its own, the story is, I like it. I wish I could saw a whole movie of it. It's just Batman Supergirl, or sorry, Batgirl and <laughs> Batman going off on adventures, and that'd be fine. And then you, when you go into, and it's kind of like, more like a normal DC animated one. Then you go into the adaptation, and it is one of the most dark and depression comics that I've ever read. But a, I didn't think that the, um, the adaptation went as dark as the comic did. I didn't feel like kind of disgusting. Like I did after reading the comic, um, when and this is spoilers guys. If you have not read the killing joke or seen the killing joke, whatever. Um, when Jim Gordon gets out of that cage in the movie and he's all like, Oh, Hey, you know what? Go get him." I was like, um, your mind just got completely fucking destroyed, yeah. and yet you're okay with Batman. Like now, just going getting the Joker by the book. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, that is so weird.
1: Well, that's that's the other thing about because at the end of the Killing Joke, it's left up in the air if, whether or not Batman actually killed the Joker, and that's
0: and that's the and biggest one. Not so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't get that at all. It's just like. He laughs, and then they trail off, and then it goes to, it it goes to a Batgirl. Um, it goes to Batgirl just being Oracle, which is kind of a it, it's a high point at the end of a very dark, dark story in the first place. Um, yeah, I would say that the ending really was kind of the weirdest thing for me, besides the classic laughing, which is, which has always cracked me up, kind of. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was, um, you know, a lot of people are going to say, a lot of people are going to say, like, the sex between Batgirl and Batman, um, you know, is, like, horrible and that shouldn't have happened, et cetera, et cetera. Like, in Batman Beyond, it was implied that they had that kind of relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. And um, so I didn't, that actually did not bother me. It did bother me, though, that, like, they made her kind of, like, a stupid girl in that first part, like, mm-hmm. dealing with Paris Franz and not being, like, a real, like, superhero instead of just being, like, reduced to, like, a almost a female stereotype. That was kind of annoying. And then she has sex with Batman, and then she perpetuates that stereotype by being like, you didn't call me, it's just sex. And it was like, eh... <laughs> You really shouldn't be doing this. And then next thing you know, she's getting shot and then supposedly raped. So it's like you didn't really help that character at all because I know they've been doing a really kick-ass job um on the Batgirl comic for the last couple of years. And this I and I think like that's where the controversy really sets in, is like people who really like Batgirl, like this did not help her. If you didn't like Batgirl, this also didn't help her, but it didn't also help the adaptation either because they didn't go as dark with it. I liked it. I had a good time. I bought it. I'll own it. I'll tell people to watch it because they do think that it's like worth the money and all that, but it's like it just you got to kind of set them as two completely different entities of themselves, even though I know they're presented in one package. When I did that and that's how I watched it, I was like, mm-hmm. this is one story, this is the other story. It makes it a lot more easier.
1: No, I agree with that. That's that's exactly how I went into it. Um, because you know exactly when that story picks up. Yeah. And it's just like boom, the tone changes, the joker face like the guys have the joker face and that's it. Um so I mean I I liked it overall. I thought it was a it was definitely dark. Um it's funny that you mentioned that because my wife was like, Well, why why is Batman treating her like that? And then I'm like, listen. She's acting she's acting stupid. It's like if you're not gonna listen to your boss and the guy's who the guy's looking out for you in the first place, but she's just going on pure emotion, you know, and it's like it was not really a good service to her unless she's like eighteen years old, you know what I mean? So it's like I I don't know. It's it's it was kinda weird as well. I I just think that she was just controlled by all her like her emotions, and I think that was a really bad, bad take on the character as well.
0: Right, and then you know, with Brian Azarello telling hmm. that, and I didn't know this at the time. It was a female who went up it to was the mic. Female, yes, female fan. Oh, jeez. Comic Con went up to the mic, said, "This is what happened." She went up to the microphone and said, "You know, why do you think it's okay to treat the character like this?" And then instead of standing there and talking to Brian Azzarello and listening to his response, she immediately walked away. And Mm. that's when he said, why are you walking away from me, you pussy? And like, you (laughs) can't call a girl a pussy. No. That's first and foremost. And B, I will say, in Brian Azzarello's defense, people who just walk away from you without actually listening to you say is a Kind of a pussy move, uh, even though you shouldn't say it to that girl.
1: No,
0: um, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, this person's probably passionate about the character. Probably reads the comic right now, um, and feels a certain way about it. I think that they, you know, he did apologize pretty much immediately. I'm sure WB was like, "Do you want a job here still, you asshole?" But um, you know. These these stories with our beloved characters they have to be presented in certain ways and that's the way that the filmmakers wanted to do it. I was okay with it. Um, I didn't take it to heart. Is how she how she acted and reacted, but at the same time, I can understand where people are really not liking it and um, kind of shitting on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think we're in a very we're very strong strong age for female superheroes and i think it's it's becoming even more prevalent um you know we've seen all these announcements from from marvel um we have very strong female characters in the dc universe um so you know did they want to make her a victim did they want to make her you know more of like just a t like a a teenager who was controlled by hormones or you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't think she was a, definitely not a teenager. She was a librarian. Yeah, so she was, young, was, she was right. in her young 20s, you know? So whatever. I mean, kids are still... They're still kids in their 20s anyhow. I'm not gonna fucking lie about that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's... it. I go back and forth on the whole thing. I just think that if you're gonna go run around the streets with Batman, you're gonna listen to what Batman has to tell you. Because Batman is tried and true in what he's doing. And, you know... You know, she saves him, yeah. Because like, yeah, he gets ambushed, of course, but Batman gets fucked up all the time. He gets out of it. But am I gonna if I was like running around with Batman, I'm gonna listen to what he has to tell me. I'm not gonna go run off because some some weird fucking gangster guy's like doing that stupid shit that he's doing in the movie. So yeah, I would rather have seen like a Batgirl Burnside movie other than this, you know, this representation of Batgirl. Definitely.
0: It's like, um, if you're going to do the killing joke, which they've done, it's never going to happen again. You know, just maybe add extra scenes of, like, the Joker and his wife in the flashbacks. You know what I mean? Like, add some more, uh, you know, stuff of, like, the Joker kind of, like, messing with Jim or, like, you know, little bit deeper of like maybe like how he actually got out of jail like you could pad it here and there places like that and it wouldn't have like ruined the story and it wouldn't have taken away from like the characters at all and that's how you could have done it and i think like that would have worked out better for this particular adaptation i don't hate that bad girl part at all but it is two completely different stories thrown into one.
1: People would have paid for a 50-minute Killing Joke movie. Yeah. Yep. But, but instead they made a 77-minute one that people are kind of torn up about. So, I mean, yep. you, you got to really decide. Like, do it the right
0: way or don't do it at all, I guess.
1: But whatever. I mean, That's it.
0: We got it. It's out in the world. Yep. Nothing's going to change it now. Um, all right, so where can you find us?
1: You can find us on com, And, you know, we were speaking about the new Telltale Batman game that just was released today. Uh, this is August 2nd. Uh, look for the review coming up soon on Don't Forget a Towel. Uh, you can find us also on the social medias. We have a great Facebook page, uh, Don't Forget a Towel 1. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, it's d f a t. O W E L, D Fat Towel. <laughs> uh, what else, guys?
0: And if you're listening to us, you're listening to us on iTunes um, or Stitcher. If you're on iTunes, rate and review us, spread the news, spread it to your friends, tell everybody about it. Um, we had a really good month last month, actually, the last couple months. Um, I, I know we said a couple months ago that we're going to try to be more consistent with the podcast. I think that we've been doing it. And I think as a result, you guys have been listening. So thank you very much for, for downloading the cast and, um, you know, on iTunes, especially if you do rate and review us, it really helps us out. So for everyone who is listening, you know, if you can spread the word, that would be awesome because we want to keep doing it. And we have a really good time. (laughs) We have a really good time geeking out.
1: (laughs) Yes, we do. Definitely.
0: Exactly. Alright, so this is Casey. Uh, I'm saying go read some of these Batman comics that we talked about today Um, because, as we've mentioned before, none of these things would happen without the comics. No video games, no movies. Like, you gotta have the comics as the source material, and there's, at least for Batman, about 75 years. 70. Maybe at this point, 77 years worth of material, so so get on it. Start reading.
1: That's right. This is Chris. Batman Realm of Shadows from Telltale Games is now on PC, PS4, and Xbox. So go check it out, play it up, and enjoy it. We'll see you next time.